go. Podcast number one. My name is Rashad, for those who don't know. This is my first go at a podcast. I spent a lot of money getting it set up for whatever reason. Um, I always feel like I have to have the nice things to make things happen. I, it's just how I've always been, and it's corny, but I do like my little setup. I think it feels cool. It feels productive. You look good, you play good. I remember my dad used to tell me that all the time when I played baseball. No, he didn't say that. He just said, play hard, have fun. But, um, yeah, here we are. This is an untitled podcast. I don't have a name for this just yet. And I don't really know where I want to go just yet. I kind of have to feel my way around and see what sticks. You know what I mean? Um, There's a lot of ideas that are floating in my head. And I feel like I just need to get them either on paper or over the airwaves for you guys to listen to. And I'll let you guys decide, you know, what feels good. Also, it's amazing how when you get in front of your microphone, your voice feels like it changes. Maybe it's just my headphones. I don't know. Um, But I feel like a whole different person talking into this microphone than if I were to have a conversation face-to-face with somebody. Um, So let me tell you a little bit about myself. That's what we're going to do today is just talk a little bit about who I am, where I come from, where I'm going, um, you know, where I've been, you know, some of the pitfalls that I've had in my life. I'm not really going to get that deep, but I think the idea behind this podcast is to, you know, to share my thoughts, to share my ideas, um, to talk about, you know, the struggles. You know, one of my things um, that's kind of stuck around me for many, many years is just this hunger to succeed, to be somebody, to do something that's impactful to change the world. And that's kind of shown itself in many different forms I've done so many different things um you know I can't even tell you I've started numerous businesses I've had you know other ideas that I've tried I've tried stock the stock market I've tried (laughs) cryptocurrency I mean you name it I've pretty much dabbled in it um don't know much about the nft space just yet but I'm definitely looking into it um because I don't want to work for 50, 60 years of my life to just wither away my last few years of life. You know, for some people, you know, they have to work and they have to feel like they're doing something. I want to enjoy life. I want to travel. You know what I mean? I want to drive nice cars and do cool things with cool people. Uh, That's how I've always felt. And I want to do it no later than, you know, like right now. (laughs) Let's let's be honest. I want to do it now. You know, I, you know, my goal that I've set for myself is retiring at 50 years old. Who knows if that'll happen? You know, at least I've positioned myself to do at least some cool things, get some freedom. I think that's the number one thing people don't understand is having that freedom. What it means to be free is not to have millions of dollars in the bank. It's to be able to not have the constraints of a debtor bills you know, somebody breathing down your neck. I think that is freedom to me, right? I can go, come and go, spend my dollar and not have to worry about, I shouldn't have spent that. That needed to go somewhere. So for me, you know, that's what freedom is. And it's funny because I can say that now, but if you ask me that 20 years ago, I was definitely on the train with, you know, a lot of people who wanted to be millionaires and I still want to be a millionaire. I'm not, I'm not going to lie to you. I think that's a, an ambitious goal of mine because it's a, it's just a milestone. 
I don't look at it as an end all. I think it is as a stepping stone for, you know, for my life. And also it opens up doors to be able to do some things that, you know, I've only thought about in the past. Um, so yeah, that's, you know, that's kind of what I want to do here is just talk, talk about my journey. And I want to hear about other people's journeys as well. You know, there's many people around me who have been successful, who have done a lot of cool things. And I like to hear their stories. I like to pick their brains because it's inspiration for me. It motivates me to want to go out and do a lot of cool things and just really just get moving and going. Right. I can show you a book of all of the ideas that I've had. You know, I keep a journal. I've kept a journal since I was. Mm, I think I was 10 years old is when I first started my journal and it was a baseball journal. I believe I actually still have that journal somewhere in the shed. But I remember I started it in 1993 because I had aspirations of being a pro baseball player. Um, at the time, Daryl Strawberry was my favorite baseball player and I wanted to emulate, I emulated him as much as I could until um, Frank Thomas came around and that's where I wanted to be you know, a big first baseman, home run hitting first baseman. That was always my dream. And I wanted to play baseball for, for as long as I could. And I, and I played until high school. Um, and I, and I remember a conversation that I had with my father because I was a, my junior year, I played my sophomore year, but my junior year, you know, that came around, you know, things were happening. There were girls that you wanted to impress, you know, you wanted to buy a car, you wanted to do cool things. And, you know, I remember, you know, hey, can I have some money here or there asking my parents? And I remember my dad told me, um, he's like, you either, uh, you, what do you want to do? Do you want to work and make money or do you want to play baseball? It's like, you can't have both. So I ended up choosing to, to work. I stopped playing baseball my junior year of high school. Um, and I don't have too many regrets in my life, but I think that's one thing that I, I always wonder what if, if I had stuck it out, if I kept going, you know, where would I be today? Who knows? And I think that's the premise of just my life in general. I can tell you that my life has been centered around what ifs. If I don't, if I didn't stop doing something, where would I be? Um, and I can give you that story over and over again. Um, and this right here, this podcast has been years in the making um I remember being with my my son's mother my ex and you know I would talk about this I would want I wanted to do a podcast I wanted to be on the radio and she supported it she you know she was like hey well then let's do this and she, I think she bought me um at the time they didn't have like a lot of podcasting gear but she did buy me some equipment um and I and I didn't use it I she you know that's one thing about my ex I say is really cool. She did support my dreams and, you know, she had dreams of her, of her own and, you know, shout out to her. I, you know, I don't give her enough credit for that. She did definitely support my dreams. Um, but I didn't follow through. I just, you know, I had the tools, I had the equipment. It was just really, it was just really me being lazy. And as you can see, this is my experience because I'm talking in and out of the microphone. So forgive me again, this is the first go it will get better in time. <laughs> um, yeah. So let me, let me, let me tell you the story. The first time that I can say that I, uh, didn't follow through, 
with something. And I was, it's crazy because it's crazy how I remember this. I was eight, I think I was seven or eight years old. Um, and at the time I lived in Spain. Uh, my father was in the air force and we traveled around when I was younger. Um, and so 1987, I think we moved to, to Spain for about three and three years and a few months. And, um, at first we didn't live on the military base. We lived off the base in these apartments and that was a cool experience. Let me tell you, like you learn a lot about culture and people by being in the middle of the scene. You know, if we had lived on base, I don't think I would have got the experience that I got, um, you know, uh, uh, fully of Spain, but I am totally appreciative of that. I, to this day, the most amazing place that I ever lived. And I remember it vividly. Like I said, I was only seven or eight years old. We moved when I was going on nine, but I remember it. And um, so anyway, we we ended up living on the military base and being on the base, um, they had this place called the U Center. I mean, everything had, every place has a community center or youth center. We had the U Center and the youth, the youth Center was the hangout spot. That's where everybody went, um, you know, to, to just you know, relax, have fun, play games, you know, chill out with your friends and, and everything like that. And, um, you know, I would go, I would go often, usually after school, um, on Saturdays, you know, um, you would, I, I don't even actually, let me backtrack. I don't think they were open on Saturdays, but after school, we would definitely go. Well, one time, one day they had, a they had a, a dance contest a dance contest was going on and I was maybe about uh I was around when like MC Hammer was hot Vanilla Ice was was definitely popping um you had um a lot of different you know Millie Vanilli was you know uh was doing their thing so it was a it was a good time for music man um well that dance contest I was like am I enter you know I love the dance I love music and my running man was on point my running man, my Roger Rabbit, you know, I felt like I could kill it. So I entered this dance contest and I ended up winning. I won the dance contest. And I think the, I think the, the gift or the prize was like 10 or $15 at the snack bar at the youth center. It was nothing, nothing too crazy. Um, so I was, but I was proud. I was like, you know what? I'll tell somebody today. I won a dance contest when I was eight years old. Um, and so what ended up happening was, um, one of my neighbors, uh, his name was Fernando and, uh, I won't, I won't forget this kid because he was a little short kid and he was, but he could run fast. And I remember I used to always try to race him in school, but I couldn't beat him. Um, but, uh, he was in that dance contest as well. Well, apparently word got to his mom who happened to have been some kind of choreographer or something, but knocking on the door, um, Fernando and his mom, and they asked me to join this dance group that she was putting together. And what was going to happen was they were, uh, we were going to perform a, um, a routine at a 4th of July event that was going to be held on, on the base. So there's always like a, like a big party celebration, you know, the military base throws during the holidays and, you know, fireworks are cool and talent shows and performances and things like that. So, um, you know, she asked me if I would like to be a part of that. And I said, yeah, you know, so here I go. So I, this is my introduction into dancing. I'm going to be a dancer when I grow up and I was going to kill it. 
based off of my running man and Roger Rabbit. Um, and we practice every, it felt like every day. I don't think it was every day. It may have been like two, three times a week. Um, and I don't even remember the time frame leading up to the celebration or the performance. But I just remember it was a lot of practice and it was in their backyard. Um, you know, the mom would have the, 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 uh, the radio outside and I can't even remember the song. I feel like the song was, um, um, but either not Sir Mix a lot, but, um, oh man, it's, yeah, I've drawn a blank on the song, but I just remember obviously 8990, uh, it was a popular song. Oh, actually, I think it was, um, who's the guy with the deep voice? Oh man, Tone Loke. There we go. It was, it was Tone Loke that, that I remember. And, um, so we had this dance routine and uh i think about a week before the performance you know i came up to the house and and i told i told his mom fernando's mom that i don't want to do it anymore i don't know why i don't know why i said i didn't want to do it anymore i obviously got some kind of anxiety some kind of jitters um, but I, that was it. I was done. I was like, I'm, I'm out. I don't want to do it anymore. You can't make me do it. It was kind of that, that kind of thing. I don't think there was any kind of argument or fight about it, but it was just like, I don't want to do it. So it was like, okay. Um, and that was that. I mean, that was honestly it. I didn't go to the celebration, so I didn't see the performance. Um, if I did go, I think I hung out around the playgrounds and I saw, I didn't pay attention to the performance, but I think that was one of the first times where I realized that what would have happened if I had just stuck it out and did it. Like I had a fear of being in front of crowds. I understand that, or I understood that at a young age, I was, you know, too shy to want to be in front of a lot of people and performing. Um, but that was, again, that was a thing like, and I, and then it's, again, this has repeated itself over the years where I've just stopped myself dead in my tracks or I've talked myself out of doing things. And for those who really, really know me that have been close um, and intimate with me can see that that's, that is a toxic trait that I have. Um, you know, I, I self-sabotage myself from being successful. Uh, but I always have this dream of being successful. That is always, I wake up every single morning and that is the thought in my mind is how can I kick butt today? How can I be the best at whatever I'm doing? How can I dominate the world? How can I get to a point where I don't have to work a nine to five anymore? Like, what am I doing to get me there? And I have these ideas. I take the steps. I just don't follow through. So 2022 is a year for me that is full of exploration. That's how I see it. You know, there's many things that I've wanted to do, um, that have been sit, have been put on the back burner. Um, there's a few things that, you know, starting with this podcast, I'm starting to just go in and do whatever happens, happens. You know what I mean? And that's the exciting part about it. Um, again, you might continue to listen, you might not, and that's okay. You know, I will get better at this. It will be more fun. That's for sure. So if you stick around, I'll, 
assure you, you will be rewarded. Um, but you know, there's other things that I, you know, that I have in the pipeline. You know, I have a, I have a prof, uh, for-profit business um, called the Royal Movement. There's a lot of people that I know that have, you know, supported me. And I've, Royal Movement's been a brainchild of mine since maybe like 2003, 2004. A lot of people don't know that. You know, some people might think that I just sprung that out of nowhere and, you know, started going to work. But no, no, that has been something that I've been brainstorming and plotting and, and working through for many, many years and still trying to figure it out. Um, ultimately, I think it's it's going to be a, a platform where it, it serves for people like myself. It kind of it pushes people past that point of no return where you are at, you know, the fork in the road and you don't know where to go, you know, either not to, to continue what you're doing or to go back to what you're used to. And, you know, I want, I want the Royal movement to be that, that push that like, Hey, keep going. You got to keep going and, and see what happens. Cause you never know. That might be the next big thing that you put together. And if you don't pursue it, you are going to regret it. Um, I also, I also started um, a nonprofit organization. I started that in 2019, and two and a half years later, I'm just now getting the ball rolling on that. Um, you know, it is a it is a 501c3. I did go through all that um, that red tape to get that um, exemption, so it is official. Um, but now it's time for me to just execute, man, just start doing the stuff that I've always dreamt about and just push through it. Um, just to give you a little bit more about this nonprofit, it's a, it's a sneaker based, uh, it's got a, I don't want to say it's a theme, but it's, you know, the, the principle behind that is that, you know, I have this incredible love for sneakers and I've had this love for sneakers since I was a teenager. And I can tell you the moments when I first laid eyes on a pair of shoes and thought like, dang, those are really, really, really cool. And it's kind of just, it got worse over the years. And my parents weren't buying me like a lot of pairs of shoes or anything like that. Um, but I always had this desire to have a pair of shoes on my feet that were pretty cool. I had friends that had cool shoes. You know, I, I knew people who had cool shoes. I just never had cool shoes until I was in the eighth grade. And when I got my first pair of cool shoes, the Jason Kidd Zoom Flight 95s, that sparked such a, a long-running love affair between myself and sneakers. Uh, to this day, I mean, and I, and I still appreciate sneakers, uh, but it's at a different capacity than, than what it used to be. It's no longer me wanting to have shoes. It's more about like, you know, what's the story behind this sneaker, you know, and, you know, I don't chase sneakers. I could tell you, man, at, at my worst, I was buying maybe five or six pairs of sneakers a month, like at least. And it was stupid. I, I you know, and it was and it was a situation where I was almost ruining relationships. Uh, I would go to buy a pair of sneakers and hide them at my parents house or hide them at my grandma's house. And um <laughs> You know, and it, you wouldn't see them for months. And then I'd have them on my feet and I'd have to explain, no, I've had these, but I've only had them because they've been hidden, you know. Um, 
again, shout out to my ex. She, uh, she's hearing this, then she now knows exactly what was going on back then. And it was, it was dumb. I, and I wasn't paying my, I would buy shoes before I paid my bills. That's how bad it got. You know, I'd have boxes stacked high and I couldn't even pay my phone bill. You know, that's how it was. But, you know, as I, as I gotten older, um, a couple of things started happening. One, you know, uh, the amount of shoes that were being put out was just way too much. I couldn't keep up. And two, you started to see a lot of the same shoes that you've had before come out. Um, and so then, you know, there's not a lust for that sneaker anymore. And then third, and probably the most important thing is that, you know, with a lot of the shoes that are coming out today, there's not a real story behind it. And I think that's where I, I've kind of fizzled out of the desire to buy a lot of shoes. I'll go through moments where I want to buy a few pairs and I will pick them up. But for the most part, it's definitely not what it used to be. However, one cool thing that started happening is, you know, I started thinking about how can I take this love, this love of sneakers and turn it into something that is, um, that is a passion that, that either can make me money or that serves people. And, um, you know, so I would ponder on that. And I've tried different things. I tried to make, I was making um, sneaker cleaner years and years ago. And I had, I had friends test them out for me and I just, it didn't go anywhere. I didn't, I wasn't, I wasn't a fan of the process. Um, you know, I also contemplated on um, doing, uh, you know, building a, a brick and mortar sneaker store, just a boutique. And, you know, the amount of cost and the amount of work that it would take to, you know, develop those relationships and to get the kind of sneakers that I wanted in store was, was a, was a big task. And I also had a few examples, you know, from other companies where, you know, it was difficult, it was hard. And I saw, I saw what would happen, you know, when you didn't, um, follow, you know, those rules. And back then you had to have for a Nike account, you had to buy in, I think $25,000. That was an absurd amount of money for me back then. Like that was unfathomable. I, I wasn't going to be able to, to get that money. And I know my parents wouldn't have loaned me that kind of money. You know, I wouldn't have been able to get approved for a loan for that kind of money because I spent all my money on sneakers and I couldn't pay my bills. Um, so, you know, what ended up happening was, um, 2019, 2018, 2019, uh, my best friend, uh, had just actually returned home. He did a, uh, you know, a little stint in the correctional facility and, um, coming out, he had a job lined up, uh, a construction job. And, you know, uh, I remember, you know, sitting at his house and he asked me, he's like, he's like, Hey bro, he's like, I need, um, I don't have any work boots. You know, I need some, I need some shoes that are, that are going to be good for the work that I'm going to be doing. Do you have anything? And I was like, nah, I don't, I don't have any work boots. I don't have, wait. I mean, I had Timberlands, but those aren't really construction boots. I mean, you, can, you can, I guess you can throw them on, but it wasn't, uh, I don't think it's what it was looking for. But it, in that moment, that exact moment, I was, I just remember sitting, I was in his backyard and I remember sitting there and a light bulb went off in my head. And I said, that was it. This is it. Like, this is how I want to deal with sneakers. I want to be able to provide people 
with sneakers or shoes, whatever the case may be, that are that really need them. Right. So that started a whole process of just going through different ideas. And what I came up with was, you know, uh, it's called the best foot forward, by the way, um, my non for profit. And um, its idea is to incentivize, um, you know, educational programs, back to work programs by providing footwear. Right. So you think about school kids, you know, uh, who are in after school programs or are just in school period. And you need, you know, just that push, that motivation to get them going. What better way to get through that than sneakers and the gift of sneakers. Right. So say, you know, and I didn't tell you the story about the Zoom Flight 95s, but that that was also another reason that made me want to start this organization. Um, you know, prior to me getting those shoes in eighth grade, the deal with my mother was if I got straight A's, I would be able to get those shoes. She would buy them for me. And so that quarter, I worked my butt off and I didn't get bad grades to begin with. Uh, you know, I was a I was an honor student, but, you know, I didn't I don't think I got straight A's at the school that I ended up going to uh, for some time. But that quarter, I ended up getting five A's and one B won't forget it because I was I was devastated I was like it's over for me I'm not getting these shoes well my mom had already bought them and she didn't tell me and I remember I was like hey ma I got I got one B and you know I, I was really persistent about it to the point where I'm pretty sure I was nagging her because she was and her response to me was go look in the car go 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 in the car and look and so I went into the car went to the trunk and there they were so that was I felt like you know, that feeling, that feeling of achievement, this was, this was the zenith. Like I had reached the pinnacle, you know, that prize, I got something, you know, for the work that I put in. And I think that's, I think that's important. And, and sneakers are, you know, that's a, it's definitely a fashion statement. Uh, but there's two parts to that, right? Like you work hard, you get rewarded. And then two, you know, there's people who who want to do things like go to a job interview or I start my first day of work and I don't have the right type of footwear, like something so simple, such as an accessory, you know, uh, as a lady, you know, or as somebody who 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 needs a pair of, you know, um, work boots, uh, a pair of dress shoes, um, heels, whatever the case may be. If you don't have that, you know for a job interview, even something as simple as a job interview, you don't have the right shoes on and shoe that can make, that can mean anything. Too many times I hear people say, you know, I look down at somebody's shoes before I look at their face, or you can tell somebody how they are by the shoes on their feet. I know somebody's heard that before. Right. And so like, I want to do my part to at least, you know, get people in the right place so they can have, you know, uh, you know, so that can be out of the equation for why, you know, uh, they don't get a job or why they don't get to step into the building. Like, I think that is, first of all, it's a silly thing to even have to, to consider, but, you know, first impressions, it, it's, you don't get a second chance for first impressions. So that is, that is the best foot forward. Uh, that is the, the idea behind that. I want to be able to help people um, through the gift of footwear. And it's, uh, it's not a direct 
benefit that's being provided, but it's, it's a confidence booster. And again, if you look good, you play good. That's how you win. So uh, that was my introduction. That's just pretty much just a few things that, are, that I'm going through. Um, 2022, I hope to be a, a fairly prosperous year. You know, I'm going to try. That's the thing about it. That's the difference is I'm going to do the things that I said I was going to do. I've always been good about following through eventually on the things that I say I would do. On a day-to-day basis, I'm a man of my word. If I tell you I'm going to do something, I'm going to do it. You know, for some of those big ticket items, it's just taking a little bit longer. So this podcast is going to be that journey. I'm going to take you guys with me. We're going to share some stories. We're going to bring some people in that are also going to share their stories. You know, I'm going to get motivated. I'm going to have some fun. And we're just going to do it, man. This is just it. Um, you know, and again, hopefully you stick around to to listen to what I have to say. Um, and that's it. But you guys, thank you guys so much again for tuning in. I appreciate you. And uh, stay tuned for the next one.